Welcome to Coffee, Beans, and Booze. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Shyla. And we're thriving in a small town. It's caffeinated Jasmine and drunk Shyla. It's time for Coffee and Booze. Clink! Hey Shyla, how's it going? Hey, I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I think we both experienced a little bit of sweating our butts off outside today. How, how was your walk? My word. It was it was good. It was hot. It was yeah, we're almost uh, just about four miles today. You wow. were at the pool. I was chilling. at the pool chilling, so which was a good time. Um I'm I'm liking the pool this summer. It's nice. We're spaced out. I'm trying to get but I'm I joked to Mark and I really shouldn't joke about this, but I'm gonna say it anyway. I was like, I hope the summer of COVID doesn't turn into like the summer of sun cancer for me. Like I am suntan lotioning and whatever, but I'm, I'm, I have this fear that like I'm going to have to be back inside again here, you know? And so I'm trying to spend as much time in the sun. Are you feeling that way? Like, let's be out. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I've been outside way more this summer already than in previous summers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, part of that is distributions outside. So I've got some wicked tan lines from all that. I do wear sunscreen because I burn yeah. like crazy. I wear sunscreen. Know, fair I, skin children. Yeah, I don't have fair skin. And I, I um, and one of my children does and one of my children doesn't um, have fair skin. But we all suntan lotion up well. But it's still just the volume of time we're out there. I'm getting a good bit of color. Definitely. And Aaron's getting a lot yeah. of color going on there. Yeah. But it but it was a good time. It's been nice being outside. What probably was not nice being outside today was how was it working with volunteers outside during the torrential downpour this week? Wasn't there crazy <laughs> downpour? How'd that go? Oh, my word. My shoes were still squeaking like three days later. We went for a walk and I was like, creak. Squeak, squeak. Uh, yeah, because there was still water in them. Uh, there were mesh, and that was a bad choice. Uh, that was pretty awful. I could wring my socks out. That was crazy. That's pretty so we nasty. Put, yeah. Yeah, we just stopped for a little while, um, and some of our families got frustrated, and we were like, we we don't know what you want us to do here. Like, it is like, it Torrential. was solidly it raining. Was it was like the heaviest yeah. rain I have seen in months and months and months. Like, it was severe, yeah. and it wasn't it was super quick. Like, it, it lasted a little while. So I was thinking of you guys, I was finishing up my work day and I was thinking of you guys and thought, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And I was thinking about you and like, how do you keep volunteers motivated? I know one of your yeah. big <laughs> tactics is like you jump right in and you're doing. So I think a lot of times you motivate by example. Um, yeah. Or was it a just, was it like a just do it moment? You know, like sometimes you, yeah, you just have to did. do it. We tried to clear, exactly. We tried to clear as many cars as we could. So yeah, I was running all the stuff out to cars and like, so I was me and like two other volunteers Jesse our friend Jesse mm-hmm. and another volunteer Michelle like we and and then Kenzie Kenzie had a raincoat she was smart she's always uh, smart so she like was, that <laughs> man I'm like how are you not I'm like are you dry already she's like geez so I ran <laughs> home quick because I was I'm only like I don't know three quarters of a mile from home so I ran home quick and got I got changed and I took some clothes back for Kenzie and then uh but Jesse man she was a trooper she stayed the whole time Aww. she was like all she about is a it. trooper know, she she's great doing it love her she's great yeah I know I think she's actually very happy for the opportunity to be working closer this way so that she's able to help with distribution a little easier than if we were in traditional work so there's a positive right there's a positive COVID time we'll take them where we can we will take them (laughs) I've been enjoying the part where board meetings for different organizations are through zoom or I have appointments through zoom so I don't have the travel time to get to something even though our town is small and things are close by how about you are you hoping that stays yeah 
I yeah, some of that I I, I kind of like some of it. I do miss the face to face, but what I have realized is like there's a there's a level of efficiency that I'm kind of not ready to trade back in. Mm-hmm. Like people are less likely to linger after meetings. There's a lot <laughs> less side conversation going on. Uh, we had a reconstitution meeting in our board meeting the last time about how we're going to reopen the Karen mm-hmm. cupboard, and uh, I thought it was going to be a pretty lengthy conversation, and it was our board meeting was like an hour, and I was like, huh. All right. Well, I'll take this. I mean, it's good. It's all good. Everybody agreed. Yeah. We were all in a good place. Good. It wasn't like anybody was mad or hostile about it. It mm-hmm. was just like, yeah, I think we thought this through. I think this is good enough. And here we go. So, yeah, we just yeah, had so our revisioning been nice. board meeting this week, too. And I will say, well, now we did socially distance. And I mean, like we did. We definitely did like in the backyard and we were all distanced apart. And um, and so we while we physically were in the same space, I think we were all just really focused on getting the work done. So I'm with you. I think. Yeah, I think revisioning. Uh, we were taking a look at our. Um, um, at our mission and just seeing how things should change and be updated, especially now that we'll be Palmyra Theater and um, and also with COVID, you know, what does this change? What does this do? And so, but everybody was really focused. Mm-hmm. We were, yeah, we were it's like focused on the goal. Done, I know. keep moving, keep I know. it going. Yeah. Yes. I love it. So I had mm-hmm. this idea, harebrained idea, because this is what I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we're going to do these next two episodes are going to be 20 questions. So rapid fire. We're going to ask 20, rapid fire 20 questions of each other, and then we'll go back in and uh, dive into some of the. Uh, well, I'm, ex- hmm, I'm excited. So we uh, you want me, you yeah. want me to go first here? You want me to ask you some questions? Sure. All right. Yeah, go for it. Are you All ready? Right, let's do this. All right. Uh, I don't know. Are you ready? And I'm not going to say I'm like ready. the question part of it each time. I'm like going to say it like so that it keeps pretty rapid here. So, okay. Yeah. So like. Okay, here we go. All right. M- middle name. Uh, Williams. High school mascot. Dragon. Favorite color. Teal. Best advice from a friend. Never fight after midnight. Mm, any tattoos? None. Do you garden? <laughs> no. Uh, where were you born? Altoona. Favorite hobby? This is supposed to be rapid fire. Favorite hobby? Um, I know. I knew it would be a hard one. Thinking. I think thinking is my favorite hobby. <laughs> is that, you know, I would buy that. Okay, we'll go back to that. Uh, first pet's name? Mm, uh, that I remember. Oh, there was a cat, but I don't remember that cat's name. It was a Siamese the hell was that name uh, we'll go with Poco that was a dog Poco first car <laughs> uh, Chevy Malibu favorite suntan lotion including SPF oh I have to go with like 50 I like Neutrogena I like the new caps sorry rapid fire go don't know what that is we'll go back to that okay <laughs> um, where did you and Derek go on your first date oh this shouldn't be this date. hard <laughs> <laughs> Well, so we, I, oh, I can't answer that question mm-hmm. like that. Uh, I think it was uh, mm, Applebee's. Ooh, dream vacation spot. <laughs> Anywhere hot? Bathing suit. Uh, what's your bathing suit color? Hmm. It's like blues. Okay. Age when you first flew in a plane? Uh, eight, 19. 19. Favorite childhood book? Oh, there's a boy in the girl's bathroom. Oh, I don't think Okay. Favorite wine? <laughs> uh, anything, Merlot, anything dark and dry. Okay, here's a big one. Chocolate eclair ice cream pop or strawberry eclair ice cream pop? 
Oh, it's got to go strawberry. That's like the only <gasps> way. We're going to back to that. that okay. <laughs> uh, what is your dream educational degree? Oh, uh, definitely a PhD, probably in like organizational leadership. Okay. And last question. This is 20. That was pretty good. Who is your favorite Animal Crossing villager right now? Audie. I like Audie. She's pretty Audie. cool. Audie. All right. There you go. Ding, 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 ding. I feel like we should have had Kevin write a, write a little celebratory sound. A we'll put that on the list. For we'll, that. we'll put yeah. that on there. I know he's dying to he's dying to write some official ditties for us. So there you go. You survived that. the 20. How was it? Were you sweating? Were you like, oh my gosh. Uh, no. I mean, the, the question about my hobby, like, yeah. I, I had hobbies once upon a time, but then I had children and like they my sucked job it out of you. my whole life. <laughs> I know, children and career. Yes, very true, very true. Okay, so let's go back to the strawberry eclair ice cream for reals. Do you also drink strawberry milk like a weirdo or like... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I was listening to to like uh, comedy... The Comedy Central Network or whatever mm-hmm. on like XM Radio, and there was this comedian on who was like, "Did you ever realize like how whack your like lunchroom like meal time <laughs> yes. made you? Like, when in your adulthood have you ever drank chocolate milk with a meal? Like, that's just like <laughs> I'm eating spaghetti and and drinking chocolate milk. It's kind of along those lines. Although I do like strawberry milk. I'm not a big milk drinker. And, yeah, and all like and all. Unlike fairness, our friend Amber, will... she's a good drink milk milk drinker. Oh yes, yeah. yes, <laughs> Amber, she, she is. So I was. Sitting at the pool developing this list because you were like, hey, I've got this idea. And I'm like, oh, that'd be super cool. So I'm like, I've been thinking about it for a day or so. And I was like, all right, I better actually write these things down. And at the same time, I was reading the book um, that's called Stay Sexy and Don't Get Murdered. It's by the um, two podcasters who run My Favorite Murder, which is a a favorite podcast of mine. And I've been reading this book about them and their lives. And all I kept thinking in my head was don't ask Shyla enough questions that someone could steal her identity and murder her. (laughs) That's all I can think of. It was like, oh, I'm not that interesting. Together. Well, I was like, don't don't ask like her first. I was going to ask you like your first telephone number if you could remember it. And I was like, oh, that could be like a security password question thing. Oh, you know, I, I think I can remember that. Nine. nine yeah. I, uh, I, I, I remember mine. Something close to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It might take a minute to jog my memory, but all that crazy stuff. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's so true. it's uh, funny. The things that we put in our heads. Yeah. It is. So um, I'm impressed with your ability to go right to your suntan lotion. I thought I would trip you up on that one so that's super exciting but I want to hear about this cap that's on there and I'd like to hear about this mm, we went to Applebee's on our first date because I feel like maybe we should talk about that well, so, okay, let's go with the, the sunscreen first. They, Neutrogena makes this, like, new, the the spray part of it isn't mm-hmm. just at the top of the thing. There's, like, an actual, like, almost, like, a bar that kind of goes oh. down so you can have better range when mm-hmm. spraying it on. I do appreciate that, and I have to go with, like, SPF 45 or 50 yeah. so I don't burn. So, I, yeah, I'm a little bit of a weirdo about that, but... No, I, uh, I, so I not Derek, mm-hmm. Yeah, Derek and I had been friends for a long time before we officially started dating, uh, so it's a little hard to like say like exactly mm-hmm. when our first date was because yeah there were some like well I mean mm. he asked me to be his girlfriend and I didn't answer him for almost three weeks yeah like, I knew this I thing. remember these days because you were my student mm-hmm. worker and I remember you talking about that with me <laughs> I was I like know. did you answer like, do I really want to date this guy 
I don't know. There was like a whole pole in our in our uh, dorm, like in the hall, yeah. like on the you know, because in those days we had whiteboards on. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is still happening on whiteboards. They on, do you still know, have whiteboards on. Well, they have them on it's the doors. Yeah, they have them on the doors. Okay, so yeah, you'd put your own up, and then people could write you messages. Well, mm-hmm. all on the whiteboards along the hall were these dates, and I was like, "What is that?" And someone finally had the nerve to tell me that it was people betting on when I'd finally answer. Poor Derek. Oh, mm-hmm. so as I recall, yeah, it wasn't so, so much I, about I, Derek as much as about like, did you want to have a boyfriend at that time so early in college? Right. That's what it was about. Yes, because we were freshmen yeah. in college, mm-hmm. and I was I knew I was going to Spain to study abroad in the fall, and yeah, so there was mm-hmm. a lot going on there. But you know, hmm. then comes the zip code, the zip code rule, right? The if the you're not in the zip code, <laughs> does it count? I hear people say, you know, working at a college, you you always hear these things, and people are like, yeah, if you're not in the same zip code, it's not cheating. And I'm like, that's not a thing. So no. <laughs> and if you're having that conversation, you need to end that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I'm pretty sure we went out on a double date. I feel like that was was a date in a movie. Oh, it was with Nordell. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So, yeah. Gotcha. All righty there. I'm trying to think if there are any else that I love You're- your best advice of from a friend, you know, don't argue after midnight. Um, what I love about that is so many people are always like, don't go to bed angry. And I'm like, sometimes the day needs to end. Like sometimes yes. it's from you. That's your advice. <laughs> no wonder I like it. <laughs> but I am a fan of that because sometimes I just think you get so ridiculous in a fight that you're like, I'm not saying anything worthwhile. Like, have you ever been in an argument and even you know what you're saying is the biggest bullshit ever? <laughs> yes. But you're like, I just got to keep arguing for the sake of arguing. I will go to death around. with this. Yes. Exactly. And then eventually you're arguing the other side and your yes. partner's arguing the other side and you're like wait we're at some weird impasse that we didn't mean to be at and my yeah, favorite arguments with mark and, and mark hates it when i when i talk about favorite argument or not but i just think arguing is sort of part of life that i wish i could get over but i always love when we're arguing about whether or not we're arguing he's like we're not arguing i'm like we are arguing and i'm like we're arguing about whether or not we're arguing like this is ridiculous we often have an argument about whose tone is the worst Oh. Well, I don't know. I had to come at me like that. Well, I didn't come at you like anything. And I'm like, but you just did. And he's like, well, I did it. I don't understand what you. And then it becomes this whole thing of like, you That's know, fabulous. we're just talking about. Derek also doesn't like him. big letters on, t- on T-shirts. <laughs> the Read More Plays T-shirt in all capital letters upsets him, right? He doesn't like when oh, it's yeah. like, so why is that shirt got to come at me like that? <laughs> why is it yelling? Why is it yelling? Pagan, stop. I know. It's a thing. Definitely. Uh, well, a definite a cool and wonderful thing is our interview with Shanna Adler, who we are with today. And I'm oh so gosh. excited. Did you love talking love to her. her? Did you love her? Uh, she's just, I just, uh, I love her. I, I loved her before, but this whole summer has been, well, since quarantine has mm-hmm. happened, um, you know, just getting to know her more and being around her and just... Um, Kenzie and I often joke around about wanting to be able to clone ourselves mm-hmm. because, like, we know what's going on, and sometimes it's hard for us to articulate it or just be understood. Like, there's, you know, volunteer work. That's just there's a just lot. a whole lot to mm-hmm. that. Uh, but Shanna just invariably jumps in, does what's needed, is able to like just do some of the tasks that we feel like we kind of have to reserve for ourselves. In fact, she made the list for us in distribution one day and was like pulling mm-hmm. stuff out, and we were like, "This is amazing," because like, you know, a lot. Of burdens fall on us to be able to do stuff so she's just uh she's so cool she's so she cool. is I a wonderful person i've i've had the wonderful joy of knowing her for nearly 20 years now actually more than that because i did know her as when i was a student as well and um she has 
she's so smart and so kind and such an incredible mother and wife and just one of the best friends. She's just really good at teaching me how to be a very good friend. Um, but I'm so thrilled that we can share with our listeners today what she brings uh, to the world of leadership and nonprofit. And um, I'm so excited mm-hmm. that, that you've gotten to enjoy her so much this summer. And I'm really thrilled we get to share that with everybody. Hey, Shyla, how's it going today? Hey, I'm great. How are you? I am very good. As always, I'm super excited for us to be joined by our guests today. Would you like to do some introduction? Sure. So we are uh, interviewing Shanna Adler. Uh, so hello, welcome to our show, Shanna. How are you? Well, I'm fine. Thanks for having me. It's yeah. very nice to see you comfy in your lovely chair. You look very comfy <laughs> there at home. Are you all snuggled in there? Oh yeah, we, it's uh, it's like my corner of the space where nobody else comes. So, and that's nice. And with two teenage children and a husband around, well, that's a lie. Actually, uh, Corey is no longer a teenager. I, in my mind, he always will be, but he is he is so not anymore. But two adult children, right, and a husband in the house, not always easy to find a quiet corner. I'm sure. Exactly. Yeah. So especially in times of COVID, we're uh, all on top exactly. of each other. I know. So you know, we record these episodes a couple of weeks out. So. So uh, this will this will air in two or three weeks here. And back when we first started recording during COVID, I would be like, oh, maybe we won't be in COVID by then. I'm still feeling pretty confident in two to three weeks by the time this happens, you'll still be in your cozy COVID comfort corner. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So no doubt. tell us, Shanna, a good bit about sort of where you are right now. What's you're doing these days in the land of COVID and kind of what your experience working with nonprofits has been? So right now, I am currently uh, furloughed from uh, the Central Pennsylvania Youth Ballet. Um, The arts have been hit rather hard by COVID-19. And so in March, um, we shut down rather suddenly, uh, canceled our spring and summer season. Um, We did work for about eight weeks um, trying to raise funds um, as quickly as we possibly could. We filed a lot of grants and things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, But uh, we're back on uh, furlough and waiting to see what happens next right there they've given us a callback date tentatively of August 31st but mm-hmm. um, judging from how things are going um, in the world I'm not seeing that that's going to be very likely yeah we're all starting <laughs> to get this sort of it's a different level of realism I, d- I don't want to make it sound as if we've been, we've been living in some fantasy land but I think just with the confusion of information along yeah. with our human nature to want to be hopeful yeah. Um, but I think we're now all starting to make the plans with a side of plan with a baby plan for yes. extra, it's like right? Quarantine fatigue maxed. Like oh, it's, absolutely, yeah. completely, yeah, right? Completely, all, all um, definitely. Sure. So, so your work with the Central Pennsylvania Youth Ballet. Tell us a little bit about what you do for them. You you work in fundraising with them, um, and how you got yourself to that position. Sure. So I, um, there's a department of three of us, um, and we've kind of divide and conquer. Um, I spend a lot of time actually writing and editing things because of my um, writing skills were sorely needed there. Um, and uh, I actually arrived there as they were in the midst of a campaign, um, and they needed some help doing some research. And in my uh, prior life, I had worked for uh, Lebanon Valley College for 22 
two years mm -hmm. in their development office um, in the annual giving uh, department as well as the alumni department and then I finished out my tenure there um, as director of advancement services so I kind of did a little bit of everything while I was there and so um, those uh, experience or that experience um, came in handy uh, at the ballet because we kind of do a little bit of everything there as well. As most um, organizations do. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have I have yet to work with any type of, quite honestly, not even just nonprofit. I mean, I worked in state government and politics and, and in development and communications, everybody had to do everything, right? You really do because everything mm -hmm. affects everything else, right? Every relationship, every dollar that comes in the door. And so um, that's not an uncommon thing. Um, you are a unique individual, though, in that I think you have such amazing skills in all those areas. I mean, you are the go-to person for me when I'm like, okay, I've got this campaign I have to launch and I need some common sense police to take a look at this and tell me what I'm missing, what, you know, from both the like development inspiration side, but just in the common communication to the layman side of it for, mm. for sure too. Absolutely. Well, and that, those are skills that I was able to, I mean, the ballet needed help with that as well. I mean, and so every time um, they, they would call me the, um, the grammar guru because mm -hmm. I, uh, I would end up going through and really uh, pulling things together for them um, before for the marketing department as well before things went out so it, it was it was nice to be needed in that capacity I mean I, I arrived there um, about two years ago uh, after my daughter got her driver's license uh, I had spent the prior two years um, helping her get recruited to play Division I college soccer. Um, and that meant driving her and flying with her pretty much all over the East Coast and even farther afield to California, Colorado, Florida. Um, so I needed to be available uh, to do those things with her. Her club was located in, in Westchester. So, mm -hmm. But the minute she got her driver's license, literally, I had put feelers out and a friend who happened to be the HR director at the ballet said, you know, we have this opportunity. Are you interested? And I said, yes. I went for an interview Thursday and I started the following Tuesday. So <laughs> they yeah. needed me and I needed them. So, yeah. so what a perfect fit. Yeah. But, so yeah, you didn't absolutely. have exposure to, to, to ballet with your daughter. She's, a, she's no, been a soccer player forever, right? <laughs> so, Correct. Um, so how did you develop? Like, I, I feel like when you work in development for a nonprofit, you have to have excuse me, some level of like, of, I, I guess, passion for what you, you have to believe in what you're, you're raising money for, right? So how did you develop a sense of passion for the ballet? Like, what did that look like for you? You know, how did you come around to that? Sure. Well, um, let me step back just a little bit. When I started in development work, I started in an educational situation, and I had grown up um, the child of two college professors. So, moving into an environment where education was primary, I, I could I understood that I could advocate for that, and it, it really came as a second nature. And the ballet, Central Pennsylvania Youth Ballet, is unique in that it is a very much a school oriented. Mm -hmm. While they're teaching ballet, it is a an education process in the field of ballet. As um, many arts programs are, you know, mm -hmm. so many people think that the arts, it's all about that final performance or that final thing, but it's really about that that is the culmination. That's the final exam to this entire educational process mm -hmm. and theory that comes, right? And so, right. Um, and, and the highly respected organization you're talking about is is no joke, for sure. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so, and they are, they while they do have a, you know, um, 
a sort of your standard ballet training for your average Joe. They have pre-professional ballet training for those students who want to go on and dance professionally. And that is not unlike what Chloe was doing mm -hmm. in, in the soccer world. So I got the intensity of that. I got the, I understood the desire that, you know, that people had to do that. Um, so those things, you know, and helping people succeed has always been my mm -hmm. passion in, in a number of different roles as a mom, as a coworker, as a, a spouse, you know, in all my roles, that's, that's probably the thing that, that, that um, stands out the most is I will do whatever I can to help people succeed. So, and in this case, we were raising money so that these students could actually have a phenomenal uh, uh, place to perform. Um, right now, they're in a warehouse on Dickinson College's campus, and um, the, the plan was to uh, do a $5 million uh, addition to the warehouse that would give them performance space, in-house performance space, instead of having to use the Whitaker Center um, in Harrisburg for all of their performances. Mm -hmm. So um, it was, I, I, it, on, while it wasn't something that I was familiar with in terms of the arts, there were a lot of pieces from, of my life that fit there as well. Um, and I, you know, as always, when I, at LVC, it was the case, and the people were just phenomenal, you know, and, and same thing at the ballet. Um, you know, mm -hmm. I just really enjoyed the people that I worked with. So. Mm -hmm. yeah. so, so clearly right now, um, while you're furloughed, I know you, I know your mind is, is going on how the many ways you can be supporting them and thinking about them and what will happen when you are back in the office, right? How do you, um, from a development perspective, pivot from we were planning to build for space and now we're planning for survival, right? Mm -hmm. I, I suspect that's where you are now. So, you know, how, how are you thinking about that to truly keep this nonprofit alive? It's uh, I, I I've been watching our CEO and I'm, I'm constantly amazed. Um, you know he's doing absolutely everything in his power to um, leverage uh, the local government, to leverage donors, to leverage um, other opportunities that may, that may come um, mm -hmm. as the result of this. The, I mean, he, the PPP program, we had that literally four weeks after everything shut down because he was on top of that, mm -hmm. trying to make that happen. So I'm, I, I am intrigued watching um, him work just to see what he's doing. We pivoted immediately to online classes um, and uh, had a wonderful uh, response from that. Um, now we did have a summer program that was to be residential in Carlisle and that uh, did not end up happening obviously um, uh, and so we ended up moving those classes online we had about well initially it was to be about 40 percent of our students um, had indicated they would join us that the mm -hmm. rest were not interested and these students come from all over the country to do this program in the, the summer we ended up almost 60% of the students, once they saw that, the, mm -hmm. that you could still get the technique that Central Pennsylvania Youth Ballet is known for teaching, uh, we had, you know, people kept joining and joining and joining. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. they ended up better off than they had intended. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there's, you know, we had planned, I, th I mentioned earlier, we had planned for this spring performance and a summer performance. Expenses had already happened for sure. both of those things before we knew 
what was was going on. So we had a lot of outlay of cash. We had to refund a lot mm -hmm. um, for our students for the summer program. So, you know, we're they're being very conservative, um, and and they want that the ballet has been around for 65 years, and they really want to see that around for 66 and 67 Absolutely. and so on. And keeping true so, to that vision that they have, which is about providing this exceptional um, skill, this exceptional education, um, you know, to the entire country through through the great programs that they have. And so, yeah, it's it's one of those things that's really tough for all organizations right now. But it, it sounds to me like you work with absolutely inspirational people who are truly visionaries. And Shaila and I often talk about, you know, that that there's the doers and the volunteers and the staff people, but there has to be this strong vision. And I can I can actually see you because we see you through video when we do this and the smile on your face when you're talking about the leadership of that individual. Um, you've, you've not always worked with awesome leaders, right? And so like, you know, you've, you've worked with the best of and the worst of and everything in between, right? How do you find inspiration from leaders? Oh, wow. Um, I think it's largely in how they communicate. Um, and when, you know, I've, I've likened, and you can recall from your um, days at LVC and John Sinodinos, who mm -hmm. was president there, I felt he was just, when he spoke, his words just resonated so well. And the, the, the CEO of the ballet is, is the same way. I've often likened him to John Sinodinos in that he can communicate in a way that is personable, um, meaningful, um, and reassuring. Mm -hmm. um, and I think those are, you know, that's a, that's a quality or a trait that not all leaders have. So No, even um, when they want to, right? Yeah. You know, I think that's one of the things that, that I see leaders struggle with is it's not a lack of desire to want to learn a skill, but there are certain things that are that are easier to learn than others. And I think communication and what you're talking about is like a vulnerable and sincere communication, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. um, and that comes from a lot of confidence too. So um, yeah. definitely. Yeah, we had a call last night and he was very apologetic because they made a decision and didn't tell everybody about it before they made, you know, and, mm -hmm. and he, he felt horrible, you know, and I was like, you know, I think in some ways you don't, like, I understood why he was apologetic, you know, but at the same time, he needs to be a leader as well. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you can't, you, sometimes the cart comes before the horse and, you know, mm -hmm. and you can't let let all your people know. And, and you know, I, I was, but he he admitted it, you know, mm -hmm. and he was recognized it. And, and again, those are qualities that I, um, I really admire. So. Fantastic. Yeah. But the yeah. ballet is not the only thing you're doing with your time right now, um, especially no. being furloughed. Yeah. Um, I was not surprised to hear that you are keeping yourself quite busy. Um, can you tell us a little bit about some of the things that you're doing? And this was an intentional decision on your part. Like when you had time on your hands, you did not decide you were going to spend too much of it in that cozy corner. You know, no. what what did you decide to do and what what pushed you to that decision? So I am not good at sitting around and twiddling my thumbs. I like to stay busy. Um, so one of the first things I did was help you know, our friend Shyla there mm -hmm. um, with her little organization called the Caring Cupboard. <laughs> um, 
my daughter, uh, Chloe, had uh, worked for Sh with Shyla um, uh, several summers ago, and then yeah. again uh, this winter volunteering. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, she had often said, Mom, you need to come with me. Mom, you need to come with me. And, you know, at the time I had, you know, other irons in the fire. And, and so this time I went with her because I actually had free time. And um, and so um, I don't know if it was the first time Shyla or not, but, you know, I, we ended up um, picking up some of the uh, the uh, or the uh, donations that mm -hmm. yeah. um, the local grocery stores have made because one happens to be very near our house and um, it just kind of grew from there. Um, you know, I stuck around one day after doing that and then you know decided to help with distribution and setup and so mm -hmm. um, and now you're you know, never allowed to leave and now you can uh, never <laughs> leave. It's, it's funny because um, Mark, as you know, my husband Mark retires uh, tomorrow. Is his last day. Wow. And he, he has a, a, a passion for the caring cupboard. He's always watching and he's kind of quiet. And one of the things he said over and over again is when I retire, I want to be more hands on. That that wasn't something that his life really allowed for. Yeah. But he's been watching and seeing. And, and um, I was trying to remember the name of the CRM. He was like, Jasmine, it's either Samba or Salsa. And he, when he said it, it got me like confused. And I was like, I have to look. And as soon as I searched for it in my text message, it actually came up with a conversation about Shyla had a question about something on it. And this is months and months and months ago and I was like you really should ask Shanna Adler yeah. like you know you were this person because I think yeah this this you don't like to sit still but you really do I've never seen someone so generous with their knowledge like yeah. you never hesitate to answer a question about donor bases or donor relationships or you know those types of things so when she was making decisions about fields mapping which doesn't mean a lot to many people in the world mm -hmm. but to those of us who want to never lose a donor's name or not be know if we thank them right mm -hmm. um, I suggested that at the time because um you really are so happy to be knowledgeable on that, but you've really gotten your hands in there. I mean, I we yeah, you're you're in there. As I said, she's not allowed to. Leave. I know <laughs> you're in there, right? You know, you're in there. Mm -hmm. Well, again, it's an, another place where you can see how how your work makes an impact. I mm -hmm. mean, and, and I mean, at, you, you only need to be at distribution for five minutes to see how, um, you know, the work that is being done um, helps the people, helps the mm -hmm. clients who come through the line. So. Absolutely. Yeah, what I've appreciated having you around, Shanna, is like sometimes I feel really crazy about how the volunteers respond to things and do things, and you're like, no, like that was, <laughs> like, what happened? Like, what, what is that? I'm like, thank the you. Yes, the oh reassurance, the reassurance. Yeah. Yes. It's, yeah. it's funny because Good. I talked to the two of you after there was a there was a, a, a happening I was it wasn't an incident but a happening yeah. at distribution where where someone closed someone's door and you know something oh, yeah, happened yeah. And, and you had told me the story by sending me a picture but I hadn't gotten the whole story but then I talked to Shanna and I got the whole story and I was like loving how my life was all like intersected <laughs> here it was just kind of funny because you know we keep talking about that like when your friends have a passion how great it is that that introduces you to that passion then yeah. right so like uh -huh. you know the fact that Chloe could introduce you to the caring cupboard and small town life leads you to what, what Shyla loves and what you know I'm interested in, you know, is just absolutely amazing, right? Yeah. To be, to be a part of the community. Well, and the irony for me is having worked at LVC for all those years, I'm, my friendships, my, uh, the stores I shop at, everything, I'm much more oriented that way than mm -hmm. I am towards Harrisburg and even and Carlisle. Yeah. So, I mean, I have, 
you know, I, I, people show up at the Caring Cover, and I'm like, wait, I know you from, you know, mm -hmm. X, Y, or Z. So well, you have a funny, there's a volunteer who was the mail person in Anvil for a million years, yeah, right? Yeah. And now you get to work alongside him, which I just, I think right. is fabulous because it really is such the illustration about how all hands on deck do you know what I mean? Like, uh -huh. you know, you've got free hands and you do, and then you're like, oh, you too? Oh, okay, you yeah. too. Like, it's And you great. made a connection to, to West Virginia, right? One of the right. one of the volunteers has a daughter going to WVU in the fall as oh, well. Get out. And, yeah. and, and majoring in the same major as Chloe, yes. Oh, so. you're yeah. get out. Yeah. See? No, it's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy, right? So but you have a runner, right? So if you can't get there and stuff's going or back and forth, whatever, exactly. you get stuff to Chloe, vice versa. Exactly, yeah. So you talk a lot about uh, wanting to support people and their passions, and I have to say that you know I've known you for for many years, but it wasn't until I worked with Chloe that I, I got to know exactly how much support was required of getting Chloe to the point that she is now. So, yeah, many many a, a days a and true nights. A one athlete. Yeah. It is, it is a, yeah, it is definitely a commitment. A lot so. of driving. <laughs> but but more than that, you know, and and how how did you and Kevin sort of you know approach that it, it's that fine line between like encouraging your children making sure all the support things are there and following her passion which I think is is amazing it's hard enough to follow your own let alone invest in somebody else's how did you guys come to that well um, initially uh, when she uh, moved from local clubs she went to a club in Lancaster and uh, we had she had asked to, to go there initially and we were kind of like Chloe we, we just we can't do that mm -hmm. you know and I was I was working full-time at the time and um, you know I and then ultimately her team here fell apart and that was literally the only tryout left so she went down and she made the team and we drove 45 minutes uh, back and forth to Lancaster and but we saw a level of play that mm -hmm. was um, better than here. So, you know, that was kind of in the back of our minds. She played on a summer uh, team that of sort of elite players, um, and that took us, you know, a little farther field. We went to play in New Jersey and, and places like that. Um, but then um, the Lancaster team fell apart. And uh, we could tell that she needed to be pushed. She, when she plays with better players, she mm -hmm. was a better player. So um, we said, okay, we'll take you down to Penn Fusion in Westchester, um, and you can try out there, and we'll see how uh, this goes. Well, she made that team. <laughs> and um, right about that time was when I left LVC. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, I kind of jumped right in with both feet into, um, we were part of a carpool there were four girls who were going down from the Harrisburg Lancaster area um, and uh, they had all played together on the team at, at in Lancaster so um, we uh, made it work um, between the the four moms um, but it was you know they they practiced four and five times a week um, with games on the weekends and um, initially you know we played all they played all up and down the East Coast um, and then there um, they they had showcases in Florida and California and Colorado and North Carolina. Um, mm -hmm. So it, it, you know, it's not just the, and th those trips took a lot of, um, you know, cause you're, you're navigating 
uh, airports that you've never been to. You're driving rental cars that, you know, in areas that you're, you've never been to. You're making sure that you have food. And, and I mean, and it's all, and the club mm -hmm. was very adamant that we're, this is not a vacation. We are here for soccer. So, you know, the, the role of the parent was to make sure they were fed and they slept and they stayed on a schedule and they were at the things that, you know, the trainings mm -hmm. and the games and um, in plenty of time. So uh, it was, um, you Intense, know, kind of man. like... Yeah, very it, intense. Yeah, it's a lot. But kind of like the the, the caretaker of the mm -hmm. <laughs> the athlete. So, yeah. Um, well, and and yeah. I, I immediately think like I would move, you know, heaven and hell to make sure that my kids have every opportunity that they have. But, you know, thinking about students who have who have equal potential, you know, because this is the bleeding heart social worker I am. But like, you know, have equal potential who don't have that support and have that ability to Absolutely. travel and do that. And yeah, it really starts to put a magnifying glass on well, it does. opportunity and what that looks like. Yeah. So it's amazing you were able to do that. That's not mm -hmm. certainly not a, a bad thing. Well, and I think about all the all the skills along the way that Chloe was learning in addition to soccer. Mm -hmm. You know, she was learning Absolutely. not not just travel and time management and nutrition and you know just a million things along the way, but also service and what it's like to care for someone else and what it's like to give in that passion for others. Mm -hmm. And you know, um, and so I think it's it's just amazing that you've been able to to spend that time with Chloe. Um, I can remember the the years before she was able to drive herself and you were able to augment your own service time. I remember you guys having a lot of time in the car and talking and being able to spend that time together. Um, and you really cherish that time. Absolutely. You know, that's when you find out the, you'd have the heart to heart talks mm -hmm. <laughs> and you find out all the details and things that are going on anywhere. in high school. They can't run to their room. <laughs> that's exactly. Right. Yes, mm -hmm. They're seat belted in for sure. <laughs> Chloe has exactly. a, a service bent to her as well. I mean, she's done a fair amount of service. I'm always amazed at what she's able to do with being as busy as she mm -hmm. is with, as a student athlete and a very strong student at that. Um, you know, was that important for you and Kevin to, to instill in both Chloe and Corey? Um, that that ability to make sure that they were using their skills for service. Well, the irony, I think, it started with the Boy Scouts because her older brother was in mm -hmm. the Boy Scouts and Chloe would tag along on all of their stuff. She was four years younger, but she mm -hmm. just thought that was really cool um, <laughs> to do whatever they were doing. Mm -hmm. And so I think she got exposed to it at a very young age. Um, and she she was a Girl Scout herself um, mm -hmm. uh, through sixth grade. So, um, I, you know, those are things. It was instilled in me at a young age um, through my mother. Um, and yeah. Yeah, your so mom just, brings quite the service bent to your life, you know, yes. doesn't she? You know, you want to tell yeah. us a little bit about about that sort of background? Yeah. Oh, wow. So <laughs> she, she has, for as long as I can remember, mm -hmm. first of all, she was a 50-year Girl Scout. So, you know, mm -hmm. that has, she was always, um, you know, in her, uh, something from a very young age. Um, but she has always... Um, help the the less fortunate I, that's kind of been her her thing um and so she's uh gosh i, mm -hmm. I any I, so many things she's, I mean, gone she's to done everything from a missionary to i mean and, yeah. and your mom is how old now she's 80 she'll be 82 in the fall so, and i mean this question um, with all sincerity is she in the country right now or is she off <laughs> serving somewhere because her last trip was within the last year Right? Yeah, no, she, yeah. So she is with in the country. She's not. She would normally go to Bosnia this fall. She is not mm -hmm. doing that, um, largely because um, the rest of the world won't let the U.S. in right now. Right. But um, <laughs> so, um, but you know, it's it's hard for her because she has a wanderlust and she has a need to tell other pe 
people's stories. So she um, has written several books about the plight of women in India and in Bosnia. Um, mm. She heard the one mm -hmm. of in Bosnia was on war widows. Um, she in Gettysburg wow. is on um, a, a, the group that opposes gun violence and helps with mediation and um, so there's you know you name it she's involved um, the Heritage mm -hmm. Festival that that highlights um, the different nationalities in the Gettysburg area which is where she lives um, you know she spends a lot of time organizing that each year so it's not happening this year so that she's finding herself with a lot of time on her hands and she's kayaking and writing poetry and taking pictures <laughs> so that's great I know so amazing. how do you how do you feel as a child of that. Like, I'm always worried about my children, like, hating service or not ever wanting to be near Well, and Shanna and I have had this conversation, yeah. you know, about, yes. about it's a love-hate thing, right? Tell us about yes. it. Yes. Mm. So, you know, it did mean, as a, as a child, that she was not there all the time, you know, and that she had meetings in the evenings, and, you know, we were latchkey kids, and she would go away for eight weeks each, each mm -hmm. summer to go, you know, perfect her studies in India, and so, you know, there, there were pros and cons. Um, you know, and I think uh, in some ways I, uh, I have not been as involved because I think she was so involved. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think you can, there's a happy medium and that's mm -hmm. what I've tried to achieve, you know, um, in, in all things that I do. I try and, you know, keep, keep the family going, keep my work, um, you know, mm -hmm. my interest in, in being a professional uh, going and also have, you know, some service as well. So mm -hmm. through our church, through the caring cupboard, you know, things like that. So, yeah. Yes. yeah. Well, our community is so very lucky to have have you, Shanna, yes. and your your thoughts on leadership and nonprofit are ones that I always go back to. I mean, as we are revisioning how our organizations are all going to be coming out of these things, you know, we're going to be talking often. <laughs> I'm sure about that, and so I appreciate um, your generosity of knowledge on that. Yeah. But before we go, we end every interview with three questions, as I think you may know. So yeah. the first of those questions would be, my dear friend, what is your favorite coffee beverage? My favorite coffee beverage right now, I've been um, swinging, and it involves the carrying cupboard because it's the mornings that I go to the carrying <laughs> cupboard or the afternoons on the way home. I go to Starbucks and pick up a uh, cafe latte with almond milk and mm -hmm. four pumps of sugar-free vanilla syrup. Yummy. Oh. <laughs> love, love, love. Iced, it does sound good. Iced. You know, I yes. think that I will go iced. and I will order that this week. I'm going to start doing that. But now that order, every week yeah. I'm going to order whatever the guest of the week suggests. I love this. That's yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Definitely get it iced, though. Iced, for iced sure, right now. Plan. Yeah, so um, what? our other question is, uh, what is your favorite adult beverage? Well, I've got two, if that's allowed. Of I course. am sure. thoroughly mm -hmm. enjoying my gin and tonics um, mm -hmm. this summer. I just find that in that's so refreshing in the summer. And a friend suggested I throw some raspberries in them. So I have been sort of that's been a nice little treat mm -hmm. uh, each evening. So and then I, I I'm a Chardonnay lover. So mm -hmm. that <laughs> can't go wrong with the Chardonnay. The gin nope. makes me laugh because as you know, Shiloh, we have banned Mark from drinking. Gin. Oh yeah, yes. so, <laughs> Mark's Mark's an angry gin drinker, and so we banned that from him. But it's funny okay. because so many people love a good gin and tonic, yeah. and I, I almost feel a little guilty no. and bad, but I don't no, know. He was snap so pants. Mean. He was he's snap so pants. Mean. We told and it him wasn't no. just once. It was a few it was, times. It was a couple of times, yeah. so no and gin then, for Mark. Then we were like, nope, you're done. Cut off. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Gunzo, yes. So our final question, mm -hmm. Shia will ask of you here, is actually my favorite question. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, so Shanna, what's your passion? 
Well, I alluded to this a little bit earlier, and I, I think it's it's really helping people to succeed. I don't have a desire to be in the front role of anything, but I love to be in a role where I can um, see people, uh, uh, you know, realize their potential and succeed. And so um, it's it was that way at LVC. I I loved being a part of that organization and and you know helping the students. It's that way at the ballet, um, seeing, you know, the students go on to professional careers. And it's that way in my own family um, with, you know, you know, launching two kids, um, one mm-hmm. who just graduated from my son, Corwin, just graduated from Rowan University um, with a mechanical engineering degree. And then Chloe, who's about to go, uh, you know, start her college career at uh, West Virginia and play a Division One soccer and major in exercise physiology with the hope of being a, a physical therapist one day. So, you know, I, yeah. I, I'm yeah. hoping that, you know, we that they both get to realize those dreams because uh, we've invested a lot of time in them. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I love about you, Shanna, is that your active selflessness doesn't mean that you don't have identity. Like you have right. been able to Not create, which mm-hmm. is an amazing thing because sometimes being so selfless and wanting so mm-hmm. much for people, you just lose who you are and all of that. Um, and I don't see that of you, which is, is such mm-hmm. a such a cool thing. You, you're actively you're working on that, I know, yes. uh, Shanna. Yeah. You make sure that you yeah. are stopping and doing a self uh, health check and, and you stay involved with your friends and, and you, you make sure that you're investing in yourself. What? And I wouldn't be truthful if I didn't say there were moments when I, you know, I have lost self a little bit. But, you know, I, it, I've all you're absolutely right. Um, you know, my friendships, um, I've, I've worked hard to maintain those because they are important at um, I, helping me identify who I was at different parts of my life and and making sure that I continue to push myself to, um, you know, keep myself important you know, or to, mm-hmm. to um, mm-hmm. you know. And relevant uh, in, in where you want to be. Exactly. I think that's amazing. Relevant. Perfect you know, word. Relevant. Yeah, right. Relevance is a, we, that's, we, there's a certain assurance that comes with that, right? Mm-hmm. And, right. and knowing, and you, you are, you do invest in your friendships and make sure that they are well connected. And it's something that I always appreciate so much. Um, and, uh, and we appreciate so much of what you do in our lives. Yes, so absolutely. Thank so, you. Yes. Thank you for sharing well, your time with us tonight. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for having me. It's yeah. been fun. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I'm Shyla. And I'm Jasmine. And we're thriving in a small town. It's caffeinated Jasmine and drunk Shyla. It's time for coffee and booze. Clink.